I'm imagining him like the office parkour scene um, after he leaves the movie and just like trying to punch and kick shit. Welcome to Spit Take. My name is Sam. Well, make sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Rumble, and TikTok. Joining me as always is Adam and Rick. What's up, Adam? Not much, guys. We are ready to go for episode 10. We No one thought we would make it this far, but we did it. Um, today, we got a couple of things we're going to talk about. Just brand new, uh, you know, a little bit of news. Um, Natalie Speaks, a, uh, um, a documentary um, about uh, the little girl who everybody thought was you know, an older lady. And then we're also going to be talking about uh, John Bernthal being back as Punisher. Um, And we do have a special guest today, Zach, and Rick's going to introduce him. But uh, we will also be talking about the best fighting movies uh, in our list. So, Rick, go ahead. Introduce us to Zach. Hey, guys, it's Rick, the Otter Assassin. On January 27th is a WWE Royal Rumble. Uh, Adam and Sam know jack shit about wrestling. Um, that's because they are, I was going to say something not woke. Uh, they are, can you smell what stone cold is cooking? They, Sam, I like Hulk Hogan. Um, but Zach has been gracious enough because he's a, uh, lunatic for wrestling just like me, but we are going to hopefully start a wrestling cast. I'm thinking about calling it spit take presents the shooting star press because the shooting star is my favorite wrestling move of all time. Uh, Zach, uh, I've known him for like seven, eight years now. We, uh, speaking of talking about fight, uh, movies today, uh, we train martial arts together. Uh, Zach's an MMA fighter. Um, pretty, he's a pretty badass guy. Uh, probably kick any one of our asses here. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty proud we're both in the Bruce Lee lineage, um, both in the Megaton Diaz lineage. And uh, that's a pretty big deal to me, something I'm very proud of. Uh, Zach, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm just a lifelong pro wrestling fan slash nerd and been training martial arts probably for like the last 15 years probably been competing you know about as long just put my body through the ringer to say the least yeah nice nice well welcome to the show we're excited to have you here uh you are our second guest on the show um but yeah let's go ahead let's kick it off let's start talking about some news (laughs) Let's uh, start talking about some uh, some news here. So, Rick, tell us about um, the new documentary you watched on HBO. It's actually Natalia Speaks. I don't know why I put Natalie Speaks. So I want to talk about this, first of all, uh, because it's a mind-bending documentary. I know Adam has watched it, too. Um, I watched, uh, so I watched a different one. I watched The Curious Case of Natalie Grace, uh, Natalia Grace. It's yes. the same thing. Yep. It's just there's two seasons. Okay. The first part's The Curious Case. The second part's Natalie Speaks. I have another podcast, which 
you guys should definitely go check that out too. It's out every Monday, and I think I'm going to start releasing one on Wednesdays too. Um, and I'm going to be talking about this case. And if you know me, I'm pretty outspoken. And I'm probably going to talk about how a bunch of people are trash in this case. And so basically, I'm not going to get to a lot of spoilers on this, but they make it sound like this little girl is the movie Orphan. And this all pretty much happened a year after Orphan came out. Um, but again, I don't want to get into spoilers. Um, so I'd suggest watch the actual documentary or um, read into it a little bit. Or if you just don't really care to watch the documentary and want to learn about it, I pretty much go through the whole thing and talk about it. Some spoilers here, though. It's a pretty big clusterfuck. It's a pretty big case of child neglect and child abuse. And it's a pretty big drop in the system of, uh, you know how last week I'm talking about how I don't really trust politicians. I don't trust the court system either. Uh, Adam, you got anything to say about it? Yeah, I really like the show, and I knew nothing about uh, Natalia Grace before I watched it. Uh, my wife was the one who said, hey, hey, like I heard about this great documentary. We need to we need to sit down and watch it. And I was like, well, what's it about? And when she told me, I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this. And as you're watching through, uh, I don't remember how many episodes it was. It was like four or five. Um, and it gets, the story gets crazier every episode and it's at first it's you know they're talking about um like oh yeah it was a little girl but it was actually like a grown woman and you know the first couple episodes had me believing like oh okay this is the situation this is bad i was like well oh, that's really fucked up and they're talking about the girl uh standing at the foot of their bed with like holding a knife and they were locking doors because she was gonna murder them so they're telling all this stuff and i'm like this is so crazy well and then halfway through the documentary it turns and gives more of the truth of what was actually happening. But like, regardless, it's so insane to even think that any of that was a possibility. And you kind of watch. And at first, when they're showing pictures side by side of her standing next to a girl her same age, and you're like, oh, yeah, you know what? She does look a little bit older. But you kind of don't take into the fact that she is uh, um, got a couple of disabilities and stuff. She's this just, you know, she looks different. Right. She looks different. Okay. So, but the story is just every episode just blew my mind because it gets weirder and weirder. And, um, like there's a few documentaries I've seen now that kind of do that. And I, I love that documentaries are becoming so popular now because I was not really into them. Um, really until I watched, uh, which one was it? Uh, you don't fuck with cats. Um, I was, <laughs> that was a fucked up documentary too. Um, but yeah, this one is, uh, this one's insane. If you haven't seen it, watch it. And I really like, and Rick's right. We shouldn't give you guys any spoilers because, uh, you need to experience everything in this watching it for the first time. And if you're somewhat familiar with the case, you don't know everything. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. But check it out and then come back and listen to my podcast and give me your opinions too. And the one I'm going to do for Wednesday is about what's called American Nightmare, which is a new one released on uh, Netflix, which is basically about how the police thought this woman and boyfriend pretty much copied Gone Girl. 
uh, a Ben Affleck movie. Uh, that was a good movie. So, but that's another crazy Netflix documentary to watch. So I'm going to start doing more podcasts kind of like these, like what's going on in the world? What are some crazy things that I see and kind of giving my opinions and kind of relating that to mental health and trauma? Because this kind of traumatized everybody that was involved and me as a trauma specialist i'm kind of watching this and seeing things that nobody else is talking about so it's kind of cool i think it's kind of cool that i get to like actually get to talk about it and i want to hear other people's opinions and get other people to kind of interact with me on it yeah yeah well now that rick's commercial yeah now that rick's commercial is over (laughs) but no really he he has an excellent podcast um warriors respite um you know it's it's very good i've listened to a few episodes now um but really i want to go back to talking about just the the blooming industry that is documentaries because i've been watching a lot of those i don't know if it's just like i'm getting older and i'm enjoying them more or if just the quality of the documentaries has improved or maybe a little bit of both making them more entertaining and americanized they are and the way that they're doing it really draws you in and they're picking the right stories to do documentaries on so again during like the covid times right so like right before uh covid i was uh, a lot of friends at work tell me you got to watch this show don't fuck with cats watched it loved it it was insane whatever covid happens and now everybody's talking about uh as we know uh the tiger king so everybody started watching the tiger king and i started just kind of falling in love with documentaries after that because that was a wild one too one of my uh, one of my favorite uh, pitch meeting uh, episodes is the one about Tiger King. It's so goddamn funny. Um, Ryan George is hilarious with that one. Um, but yeah, I've watched some good ones since then. Some like really good ones. Um, what about you, Sam? You into documentaries? Um, I am here and there. They've really got to pique my interest. Um, mm-hmm. Some of them are just gonna like a, a lot of them nowadays. Really don't for one reason or another, if it's just not something that I'm personally going to be looking forward to learning something about. Um, I don't see a lot of World War II documentaries around anymore, which is sad. Uh, but those are what I used to watch all the time. I mean, I I, I do find it funny that you're saying, oh, man, it's it's like a heyday for him now when, man, they've, they've been doing them for ever i mean you look at people like warner herzog and he's he's been doing documentaries and docu films for so long and Mm -hmm. he that that guy of any of them has been doing some of the best or putting out some of the best for the last 50 years um but i i I do i do get it because i I think it probably does have a little more to do with your age and getting older you will actually want to look watch something of substance yeah yeah no i agree and it definitely with age that i think that i do kind of want to i do enjoy those more but there was something i feel like that changed right around 2020 or 2019 whatever it was like i feel like there was something that changed about the format of the documentaries um true crime stuff too yes true crime is very popular now um But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of them that like I enjoy. And I think I always kind of like the shows that were about that stuff. Um, Homicide Hunter with Joe Kenda, one of the best fucking like cop 
you know, shows on TV. Like dude solved over 400 murders in Colorado Springs. And I've watched every episode, every season of that show, probably two or three times. Uh, it's just, he's so good at telling the stories. The reenactments are good. Um, and it is a, it's a docuseries, him just reliving his cases and like talking about them. And some of the shit is so crazy that you can't believe people did that. But I mean, for a homicide detective to solve over 400 cases in his career, like that's Mm -hmm. an insane number of homicides. Um, Zach, you into documentaries at all? Anymore right now. I like following like a lot of the documentaries people are putting up on YouTube. A lot of like sports documentaries, like sports tragedies and whatnot. You know, a lot of like guys that, you know, being the don't really have a whole lot of money to put in there, but they got a lot of time and a lot of passion where they do a lot of research and it's just cool seeing stuff that you don't necessarily see covered. Mm-hmm. But like being that you have access to stuff like that on there that people can put it out, like it's usually pretty interesting. Yeah. When I feel like once they, so once they came out with Tiger King, like that was, that was catching lightning in a bottle. Like they just had this documentary that was so wild that every single person was talking about it. Um, it was like, and I remember watching that one, it blew my mind. Uh, and I was like, I want to watch more of these. Mm-hmm. I think to Zach's point, uh, though, there are a lot of YouTubers that are putting up a lot of really good documentaries. There's one, not yeah. just the sporting, like a uh, game historian. I don't know if you've heard of him. Uh, he yep. He's awesome. History on gaming that takes like months for him to make that you can tell puts a lot of research and like the history of Super Nintendo. And he goes into everything. And it's like a two hour documentary (laughs) on YouTube. The really good. The really good one he has that I really enjoyed was the Tetris one. Yeah. He does it like in a style like it's a PBS style documentary. Didn't they, they just had a Tetris movie come out, didn't they? On Apple. With, uh, on Apple, with yeah. Egerton, yeah. what's his face? Yeah, John I John. like him. Yeah. Taron Egerton, that's yeah, his name. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, so I actually wanted to watch that one because it's all about the history of how Tetris was made, basically. Um, basically, the Russians. Yeah. If you want to watch. When I, first, yeah. when I first heard that they were going to make a Tetris movie, I legit thought they were going to have a movie about people putting blocks in order. People trying to pack yeah. their car. Yeah, I was like, I was like, this movie's gonna uh-huh. be dumb. Listen, I forgave Battleship, but I won't forgive I this one. Seen that. But, Battleship uh, had, had, honest, had one of my favorite scenes in movie history, though, is when they when they pull out the what was it, the USS Missouri? Uh huh. When they pull it, yeah. When they drop the anchor, it's been a while since I watched it. They're cutting the anchor off. They're getting all the old guys in there to teach them how to run the ship. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. That was just like, that was a wild concept for, I mean, really the movie kind of writes itself based on the game, but they didn't do that at all. <laughs> there was aliens. It was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that, yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, I haven't watched any of these YouTube documentaries. I didn't even know people were making them. Oh, they're making a oh, lot yeah. of stuff. Oh, there's gaming historians. Good. If you want like video game stuff, there's a lot of guys that like cover like sports. There's like I, 
They like hmm. cover daily, but then we'll do like document stuff on. That's, I think like, the one that, there's too much stuff out there. I think the one that would really pique your interest, Adam, would be somebody like Wendigoon. Because <clears throat> he does like cryptids and he'll do serial killers. And like Ooh. he's got one about uh, what was that? Uh, true stories of the Warren Hauntings, The Conjuring, Annabelle, yeah. Am- Amityville. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I That's think cool. you'd like him. I'll write that down. Yeah. <clears throat> that yes, because I I do I like all the I like the supernatural ones and I like the the killer ones. Those are like probably my favorite. You know, I've seen like I haven't watched in years, but I watched when I used to watch Ghost Adventures. I had seen everything up through I think season ten or something like that. Like every episode. Like me and uh, you remember Morgan when uh-huh. she was my roommate. We used to uh, we used to sit there and watch that all day. Like the two of us, like we found that show, and I think we were just streaming it constantly every single day, like to the point where like one day I woke up and like I walked out to our living room, and she was like sitting there eating cereal, and she's like, she's like, so I had a nightmare about Ghost Adventures. I was like, dude, I did too. <laughs> like that's how much Ghost Adventures we were watching that we were dreaming about it. Is that about the time that you had the ghost hunting app on your phone that we you? That was, out at uh, Country Thunder. That that was <laughs> that was. We were trying to sit there and talk to ghosts. That and that's when we that's when we came up with uh, that's when we came up with Maria the maid. That was no, I don't think she was a maid. It, her name was Maria, and she was killed in front of the mirror in our bathroom. Yeah, and that was what we discerned from that app. Because uh, so we used to have uh, liquor bottles that we put up on top of the uh, refrigerator. And they would always fall off. And so, like, we, I think that's how we downloaded the app. I was like, we were watching this show. And then we started asking, like, what's your name? And, all this, and I was like, Maria. And I was like, what the fuck, Maria? And we're like, okay. So we created this elaborate backstory for the ghost we had living in our apartment named Maria, who was killed by her drunk uh, husband. Uh, and it was, and we're like, it's always strongest in the bathroom. So it's got to be, like, you know, the mirror. So we created this whole backstory. That was... Uh, that, yeah, that was a fun time. Yeah, we took that out of Country Thunder too. Yep. And probably the the tequila squirt gun helped come up with some of that stuff too. Tequila squirt gun still my my best idea I've ever had. That was genius. <laughs> that was stolen from It's Always Sunny. That was before It's Always Sunny. It was before It's Always Sunny. Yeah. So, um, one story that you should be paying attention to that will be a documentary uh, that I'm looking into now that was mentioned by one of my TikTok people um, is the story of Karen Reed, um, whose uh, boyfriend was killed at a party. Her boyfriend was a cop, and the party goers were other cops, and they are accusing her of backing up into him after a fight, after an argument. But she's saying she drove off, and something happened at that party. And they left her his body there, and um, so all these police officers are in on it to hmm. frame her. And this blogger Turtle Boy is on her side. He's like an investigative reporter, and he comes to town, <laughs> and basically. Um, they don't like that he's getting involved and he finds out that the, uh, the owner of the house paid, like bought this or, uh, started this fake company 
to plow the roads so he can refuse to testify. Um, the company can refuse to testify. And hmm. so they're accusing this blogger that randomly came to town to uh, re- to investigatively report of threatening witnesses and attacking the prosecutor's ex-girlfriend who happened to be there. Jesus. Yeah. So there's this That's big wild. thing going on. I'm researching it right now to get more into it because I want to give more of my opinion into this. But yeah. I guarantee you this is going to be the next big documentary. Probably. Um, my uh, my wife likes to watch a lot of uh, Dateline. And they've had some good episodes. I've sat and watched a few of them. You remember the uh, the college kids who got murdered last year over in Ohio? Yeah, the three kids. Um, yeah, they had like a whole one on them and everything and what happened. And I remember us talking about it at work, like trying to investigate like things like as we were sitting there. Like it just gets so, uh, you know, the, the news just brings all that stuff up and you're just like, I want to know what the fuck happened. Most of, my, documentaries. most of my knowledge of the true crime and that sort of stuff just comes from either my wife watching that's that yeah. stuff on uh, on the YouTubes or her telling me about it. So I'm we should, not uh, we should do it really at all. But yeah, she she can go into some major detail with the true crime. Let's start a true crime podcast. <laughs> We've got enough podcasts on our plate right now. We should have the uh, we should have the spit take podcast wives come on and talk about true crime documentaries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just let them do an episode. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think the Natalia Grace one is uh, is very interesting because, um, again, it was a story I had no idea about and just blew my, my mind. Wife couldn't sit through it, but she doesn't sit through disturbing. It's hard to watch. Yeah, it's hard to watch. Like when you think it's just like some little girl who was like abused by these people that she trusted, like it's terrible. Yeah. And she like, ah, I might, I might just listen to my podcast for my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. If you want to, if you want to hear me get emotional and, and, uh, get mad and listen to my podcast. <laughs> I am excited about this next one. Um, John Bertha coming back as the Punisher. Um, I'm kind of excited actually because Kathleen Kennedy still exists. Uh, <laughs> and also, yeah. John Bertha also spoke out against guns. So, very strange character for him to play. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, whatever your political thing is, that's your political thing, but the it's the Punisher. Uh, so, I. It kind of scares me that the Punisher would speak out against guns because I want the Punisher on my screen using lots of guns. Yeah. Well, and there's the Punisher. I thought John Bernthal did such a great job with the Punisher. And I'll be honest, I never even finished the second season of Punisher. The first one was so much better. Um, But he he did play the character very, very well. Um, Almost as good as Dolph Lundgren. Uh, which is still probably one of my favorite Punisher movies. Uh, but I am excited to have John Bernthal back. I think uh, I think that if they continue the character the way they were kind of doing it on Netflix, keeping it dark and gritty, I think it could be very good. Especially being like, hey, it's going to be more on the mainstream now and less just like 
you know, here, here's this Marvel Netflix show that we're going to put over to the side here. Hashtag not but, my punisher. Thomas Jane. <laughs> I like Thomas Jane, too. I love Thomas Jane. Did uh-huh. you see the Dirty Laundry video? Mm-hmm. Yes. That was so good. That Fantastic. was the way it should have been. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, that was the way that that one should have been. I uh, I think uh, Thomas Jane versus Kevin Nash as the Russian is one of my favorite fights of all time. It yep. was great. And then, like, yeah. Behind the scenes thing on that, because he the stabbing scene, he was legitimately yeah, stabbed because yes. they used the wrong prop. Yep. I heard about that. And he no-sells it, which is the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Such a – that was a – so I didn't. I don't think I appreciated that movie when it came out, and I think I was disappointed that it was PG-13 because um, Punisher was always one of my favorites. And I played the Punisher, that game that came out in, like, what was it, like, 98 or something like that. They had a Punisher um, after that, the Thomas Jane movie that was pretty good. Yeah. The one I'm talking about, so, like, where you could go around and, like, just torture people and get information out of them. That Maybe the that's Thomas the same Jane one. Movie. Okay. It was? Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember yeah, when it came out, but good. I love that game. Yeah. yeah. There were so many great moments in that. And taking somebody and putting their head underneath a drill press and just slowly lowering it to their head till they buzz broke saw, and gave you information. You had the buzzsaw and you could do special kills. It was, mm-hmm. uh, it was like, I don't know. I haven't found a game that matches up to the feeling of playing that one yet, but it was, it was so much fun. The, and Punisher is such an iconic character. And we talked a little bit about him last week. Um, I know that he went a little bit woke in the comic books now, but, um, you know, hopefully they just keep the original Punisher murder, kill, whatever. Um, you know, because he was always a character that kind of crossed, he, like he crossed the line every single time, but you were rooting for him to do it because you're like, I, you know, I would do the same thing. And I think he's the most relatable character because you would do the same thing if your whole family was murdered. I love his interactions with Captain America where like dudes walk in, he murders everybody there. Captain America from Civil War, ass, but like he looked up to Captain America though. Captain America was like his hero. Yep. Yeah, so, that was from that was in Civil War. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that was great. That was a great scene because it was the two villains who came in. They're like, "Hey, we hear that the other side's recruiting villains. We thought we'd join you." And then all of a sudden, they just both their heads get blown yeah. off by the Punisher. My favorite uh, picture. I, I was thinking about getting that tattooed where. Uh, Captain America's on his knees with the shield and uh, Punisher has a gun to the back of his head that's, and he's saying, you were my hero or something like that. Uh, yeah. I forget which comic that's from. but I, I And then I love, I don't know, the Captain America Punisher mesh, like those are two of my favorite characters, but they're totally opposite. And that's what I love about them. I love their interactions, and then I love when Punisher puts on the Captain America moniker for that short time, too. Yeah. So that's why I just love that mesh of Captain America Punisher, because it shouldn't belong, even though they're both America in different ways. Yeah. And, and my, my favorite, Deadpool versus, Fun- versus Punisher. Hell yeah. I haven't read that Fantastic one. Fantastic one. Fantastic. Basically, yeah. basically, Punisher needs Deadpool. I won't spoil anything, but he needs Deadpool to complete a mission. And 
he, every time Deadpool starts to realize that he's not supposed to be helping Frank, Frank shoots him in the head so he forgets. Hmm. <laughs> That's pretty sick. Kind of like a Groundhog's Day thing. Yes, it's so good. <laughs> I like the interactions he has with Spider-Man too in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember which one it was, but there was one where like, you know, where uh, Punisher is on a, I think he was like on a boat or something with uh, Spider-Man and, <laughs> and then Punisher just tosses somebody over the ledge. So that Spider-Man <laughs> will go after him. <laughs> and it's just like, yep, this is my, this is my way out. Um, so many good comics with that though. And like, and again, the Dolph Lundgren Punisher is still probably i don't know it's between that and the thomas jane one um because the dolph lundgren one was the violent um sadistic movie it should have been without really ever showing the punisher skull or anything it was it was quasi punisher in reality but he was so good dolph lundgren was good but i do take thomas jane i don't know thomas jane with john travolta as the bad guy I mean, I don't know. I like John Travolta. <laughs> it was, he was yeah. so good in that role. He was. And, yeah, so good as the bad guy. I love when he uh, – his son, he – Puts the puts the grenade, hooks it up to the ceiling, makes him hold it out. And the minute he drops his hand, it explodes. It's great. Yeah, so great. <clears throat> that's, that's the one disappointing thing. If they could bring back Thomas Jane as the Punisher and do an R-rated movie, being how they proved that R-rated superhero movies can be successful. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And Disney's um, willing. I think he's a little. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he's gotten a little old to play the part now and whatever Marvel's doing. Um, but Thomas but Jane is so good. Th- think about like what you could do, like almost a old man Logan Punisher movie, though, with him. You yeah. absolutely could. I mean, Thomas Punisher Jane's, gets old. Thomas Jane's 54. Yeah. He's not that old and he would do it, too. Oh, he wanted so- to do it. Yeah, he did. That's why he made the dirty laundry. It was like kind of his the same thing that Ryan Reynolds did with Deadpool. Took a camera and went and made something and tried to get them to redo it, but they wouldn't. And I've been saying it was the, at least you had that though. Yeah, I've yeah. been saying I think Marvel should do what DC does and do, and Sony did it or is kind of doing it with Spider Man. They're supposed to, right? Like mm-hmm. stories outside the universe. Outside the main yeah. universe, they're. Yeah. I think they're supposed to do a, a Andrew Garfield one now, right? Um, back in the Amazing Spider-Man universe, or that was the rumored. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'd like to see them do that more. Go back to old universes, or do just like an original story outside the universe, kind of like like they do with Joker and uh, Robert Pattinson mm-hmm. Batman. But I'd also like. I love Batman, but do other things too, DC, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because like DC has well, a whole corner now that's just like all the outlier stories that are like not connected to the the James Gunn universe now. Right. So, yeah. Well, they, they're they all getting into the multiverse anyway, so it's like, oh, this is just a different universe. It's all connected, but this is another universe in the multiverse. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully John Barenthal brings it back. I would 
I would love to see his uh, his version of Punisher. Um, Thomas Jane. So real quick, back to Thomas Jane. I was texting you guys around Halloween. I watched uh, The Mist for the first time, mm-hmm. which came out in yeah, it came out in two thousand seven. Had Thomas Jane as the main star, and he was so fucking good in that movie too. Mm-hmm. I was like, it, that movie in general was just amazing. But like, he's a way better actor than I think any of us ever gave him credit for. And my boy Sam Witwer was in it. He was a walking so dead cast were in it too. Yeah, pretty much all of the Walking Dead cast were in it because the writers of The Mist were the same writers of The Walking Dead. What was that HBO show? I think it was HBO show oh, that he did. Yes. <laughs> that was a yeah. good show. <laughs> I don't think I ever watched it. I didn't watch that one. It, it actually was really good. Yeah, a few episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't wasn't Thomas Jane in uh, Arrested Development too? Yes, he was supposed to be a bum. No, but, what, they he thought he was the bum. Yeah, and, uh, just trying to get Portia, into a part. I forget her real name. The sister was like attracted to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So uh, he needs more work. People give him a job. What has he been doing? Where's he at? Um, I haven't seen him in anything lately. Expanse. I think I tried no. watching that. I heard that was really good, but I couldn't get into it. And I've heard that was really good. Maybe you have to get past a certain point, but oh, he was in 1922. That was like a that horror movie on Netflix. I think we can move on to our uh, favorite fighting movies. So here's the thing about fighting movies. It doesn't take much to satisfy me. John Wick, they killed his dog. That's what she said. Good enough for me. (laughs) You know? But, like, the plot is just part of it. The story of a fighting movie is so much more than the plot. Because the fights tell a story all in and of themselves. Every single fight. Every single, like... The fight in Rocky, every fight in a Bruce Lee movie, every single fight in like a Jackie Chan movie tell a Mm -hmm. whole story. When I'm watching a pro wrestling match, every match tells a story. That's part of it. When you watch The Undertaker, when you watch Triple H, you know they're a good wrestler when they tell a story within their match. That's how you know they're legends. That's now you know an action star like Bruce Lee or Arnold Schwarzenegger or whoever. Well, Arnold Schwarzenegger, probably not the best example. Uh, but um, Keanu Reeves did so much training for John Wick with Brazilian jiu-jitsu and arms combat training and stuff like that. He got so good at it that... He told such a good story in all his fights. And that's how you become a hero, a legend in an action movie. Um, I am actually not going to pull out the first movie or my dick. I'm going to go ahead and let Zach talk about his favorite action movie. So uh, we all decided to pick three of them. What's, we're gonna pick one and go around. Zach, what what is, is it, your favorite action? Uh, were, were we doing action? Movie or favorite fighting like, action? Movie. Okay, fighting, fighting movie. 
Okay. See, this was yeah. this was the hard part when when Rick brought this up and he's like, "Pick your favorite fighting movie." I'm like, "Well, you mean martial arts? I, yeah, you mean action?" I, like, I had brought it up initially, saying just martial arts movie, and then it got yeah. opened up to fighting, and I was like, "Well, that's a completely different animal." Fighting. <laughs> that's pretty much every movie. <laughs> fighting. Like Step like Brothers was a fighting movie by fighting. our definition. <laughs> <laughs> they fought all those kids at no, the end. A movie, a movie that's about <laughs> Anchorman was. Anchorman, Anchorman had a giant yeah. fight in it too. That's not about fighting. Still the best. Uh, the fight scene in Anchorman though is top notch. It's so it realistic. Is. Like Anchorman two. Oh my god. Yeah, Anchorman two. Like it's like garbage movie <laughs> except for the giant fight scene in the well, middle. I have to explain that having a fight scene does not make it a movie about fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, you spent about like 10, 15 minutes of the movie. Fighting. <laughs> My ass. Okay. And I, being that I'm a martial, mixed martial artist, so like a little bit biased there, but my absolute favorite fight movie ever, it has to be Warrior, which is a fairly new movie, what, last 10 years, mm-hmm. 10, 12 years at this point. But two brothers, you know, both former wrestlers got into fighting. One brother coming back from the military, you know, turns out like, you know, he fighting for like his dead comrades family so they can have money to live revealed later. And then the older brother fighting just so he can uh, doesn't lose his house. And they both get into this like million dollar tournament. Now, to me, like scenes in that movie are just if there is like a modern equivalent to Rocky, that that would be it. Cool. Yeah. I never saw that one. I watched that one. You need to. I watched that yeah. one. Okay. It does pull at the heartstrings. I felt it does. I felt really bad for the dad in that movie. He was definitely Great. trying to make up for his wrongs, and he was getting no sympathy. That's that whole. Well, like you get into the backstory, like you don't really necessarily see the shit like he puts them up. Oh, my bad. The crap he puts. Oh, no, you can say it. It's okay. Bro- two brothers. Yeah, you can oh, swear okay. on this. Okay. The, the shit that he puts th- puts them through being growing, you know, being an alcoholic, abusive dad. Yeah. They talk about it, but talking is different from seeing. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like the only time like you get to see is like when he like relapse after the younger brother is like just basically has Adam and then like he spends the night like go- getting back into alcohol and he's just absolute mess in the morning. Sure. But no, it's hmm. my, f- it's my favorite scene in the movie. And like, if you haven't seen it, you need to watch it is the older brother's third fight where he fights the unbeatable Russian played by Kurt angle. And he gets the shit kicked out of him for like the first two rounds. And then his coach just goes up and tells him, he's like, all right, are you, you want to quit? So you want to quit? We'll just go home right now. But if you don't win this fight, if you don't finish this guy in this round, you don't have a home to go back to. And then he goes in the next round and comes back and ends up tapping him out. The unbeatable Russian, mm-hmm. like probably like other than the climactic ending match where the two brothers fight in the finals, that's probably like the most emotional I kind of got for the whole movie. And Kurt Angle hmm. definitely didn't have the neck surgeries he had now. Any freaking power bombs the dude in it. Well, he, he had 
He had most of no, them. He, just, he did not like, look the dudes had like Kurt Angle looks like freaking oh, yeah. eighteen well, right he, now. Kurt Angle's been through like seven neck surgeries. He's broken his neck like right. four different he, times. He, he looked great five four times in pro wrestling. Right. Yeah. That's not counting the one time that he won the gold medal with a broken right. neck. Um, and but I feel anyways, I felt b- bad for the dad um because he was just using the dad and he oh, the yeah. dad's trying to make up for everything. And he pretty much said the younger brother, uh, Tom Hardy, basically said, he's nothing to me. I'm using him to train me. That's it. And then he drives his dad to drink again after all those days sober. Just completely treats his yeah. dad like shit. I think Tom Hardy's a piece of shit in this movie. And I think I think both the brothers are pieces of shit. For the way they treated their dad and guess what i understand that um your dad put you through all that stuff but you drove your dad who's trying to make up for it and uh trying to get his life back together you drove him back to drinking you drove him back to a life of misery you're a couple of assholes i have no sympathy for you um okay that's that's more the younger brother, Tom Hardy's character, because the older brother, Joe, wait, wait, Egerton, oh, how do you say his name? However you want. Yeah. Well, he's a good actor, regardless. I don't but want like, you seeing my kids. I don't want you in my life. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, but, like, he he just, just wants to shut him out of his life. The other one, like, you know, basically tells him straight up, yo, you're way better as a drunk. Right. The one brother's just like, no, I just don't want you around you. I don't want that around right, my kids. Imagine the other brother's dad, like, no, you just go ahead and drink. Being a dad, one kid doesn't let you see your grandkids. The other one tells you you're a piece of shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but the fights, the end where he catches him, uh, spoiler, where he catches him in that... Um, Rear naked choke. It was a Omaplata. Well, he got where, where oh he that when he's that new rear naked choke. Like if you've ever knew you were done, like he he got that feeling perfectly when you know you're not getting yeah. out of this shit. You got to tap out. You knew that feeling when he just he starts tapping. Like he captured that feeling. Well, well, in terms of like you're telling like fights telling a story, the fight choreography for the movie is just amazing because I know like Eddie Bravo was brought in for like a, to help chore- choreograph a lot of it, and then like a lot of the fighters are actual real fighters. Like they got uh, yeah, yeah. Rumble Johnson and Nate Marquardt, had, um, both what's his name top flight UFC yeah. fighters. They had uh, Rashad Jennings doing one of the uh, yeah. commentary. Yeah, they had a lot of guys. And, yeah, they were doing real moves. Yeah, then, like, the Kurt Angle, all those. You guys got anything to say, Sam? You're shaking your head. No, I'm I, I'm really enjoying y'all's back and forth on that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was really enjoying the discussion, so I was just happy to sit back and listen to you. Um, I like the movie. I think I've seen it once, but I, I know I really enjoyed it when I saw it. 
Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen it, but I looked it up on IMDb while you guys were talking and I picked the wrong one, but this, there's a show <laughs> called warrior on HBO yeah, max and it looks That's awesome. Mostly... Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, yeah. it's about a guy who becomes a hatchet man for a, uh, for a Chinese gang. Uh, and I'm watching, like, I'm just watching the trailer. I can't even, you know, I have the sound off and I'm like, I want to go watch this after we're done podcasting. Yeah, that's on max. <laughs> watch that. As far as, as far as the movie goes, it sounds like a good one. So I'm going to have to just add it to my list and, and watch yeah. that sometime. I mean, it's kind of like a low budget at times. Like it's, they didn't put off like mm-hmm. in terms of money, they didn't put like a ridiculous amount to it. They just got a lot of good people to make it. Fair enough. Like there, it's just, there's top at like some names like Tom Hardy, Nick Nolte. Like you got good actors. It was in really it. good acting. And it had, um, Realistic fight fighting as well. Hmm. I'm trying to think of the girl's name. Jennifer Morrison. She's been in a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what's the uh, his uh Who's the that? older brother's coach? I can't think of his name. The the actor who plays him. He's like in everything now anymore. Oh, uh, he played uh, Crossbones and uh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That that he is he's a great stunt actor too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's how he got to start, wasn't it? Yeah. He's yeah he's fantastic. I I love him and pretty much everything he does. All right. Cool. Uh, Sam, you want to Sam. Sam or Rick? Who wants to go? Sam, go ahead. Oh, okay. Um. So. I kind of put my list together a little late. Rick, I won't steal my top one from you. I'll let you have that one. Um, we'll go with, for mine, I'm going to say Kung Pao Enter the Fist. <laughs> I saw that movie one time. Yeah, I, oh, like, so I laughed. <laughs> I laughed. It and, was yeah silly. It, it's a silly fighting movie it's basically taking a riff on all the martial arts movies um the guy has a mouth on his tongue um like yeah it's it's fantastic um i i couldn't even do justice to explain what the movie's about but it's got a fighting grandma it's got like everything from all the great martial arts movies in it that they're Mm -hmm. riffing on or just straight up taking the footage from in reusing the footage and yeah yeah it's, it's fantastic it's been a long time since i saw that one but uh i remember it having some like really funny moments in it yeah it's been a long time since and i've it, seen that too but yeah that was um that was a good that was a classic like comedy yeah yeah I I can't like point out anything specific. I just remember it just just cracking up to it. Yep. Right, right. I remember that, and I think it was one of like the last few good parody movies we really had. Yeah, that was like completely off the wall, like this. You know, your airplane yeah. style, not another teen movie. Like it was like one of the last like good ones that we had before they came out with all the crap that you know they've been releasing. Yeah, they've been trying but, to push off as parody that's just not good. Garbage. Yeah. Well and the reason yeah. I like the reason I like Kung Pao was uh 
um because i was huge into the the bruce lee movies the martial arts movies especially like the foreign film ones i was super into them so like as i watched it it all kind of made a lot of sense to me and what they were saying. And I think it made it a lot funnier. Like, I think if you went into that and not really a fan of that kind of movie, you'd be like, this is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it is stupid. But, though. <laughs> it is. It is dumb. very stupid. It's dumb as shit. <laughs> That's, but you know what? It's, it's dumb as shit, but smartly written, it smartly is. done. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, I have I have no I mean, argument guy, against it. That's a good pick. Like, yeah, the, the guy takes two groundhogs, makes them bite each other, and then uses them as nunchucks. I like. <laughs> yeah, it's dumb, but holy crap, it works in the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like Rick. I can't really like pick out a, any specific scene or anything, but uh, I like. I kind of feel like I want to go back and watch yeah. that one again because it's been it a while. Is one that I probably have to go back and watch. Yeah. Uh, it's been a few years and I was just I was racking my brain to come up with all the ones that I love because there are so many. I used to just love martial arts movies. I used to love yeah. fighting movies and that was one that popped into my brain and I was like I haven't seen it in like 5 years but yes that is 100% on there. Yeah. <laughs> No, that that is a good one. I, I'll give you that. That's a good pick. And there's probably a lot of people out there who never saw that movie. Um because I don't think it did that well at the box office, from what I understand. Yeah, probably not. Well, it, it did not look appealing, you know. No. <laughs> it didn't. People they, weren't yeah. they didn't up around the block for it. They they didn't really try to make it look appealing. They made it. They try. I feel like they tried to make it look like it was an old martial arts movie right. that yes. they're re-releasing. But yeah, it, yeah. Well, it did win two awards: uh, <laughs> most painfully unfunny comedy and worst picture <laughs> at the Stinkers Bad Movie Awards. It was ahead of its time, man. I'm telling you, it was probably deserved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not wrong. No, they're wrong. What do you got, Rick? All right, well. I just think the greatest fighting movie of all time and probably one of my favorite movies of all time, you turn it on, I'm sitting there watching and cutting out the world is Rocky. Um, I just, my wife hates it that I just randomly turn on Rocky just to turn on Rocky. Um it's every time Rick says Rocky, take a drink. It's yes, I I love it. It's um, you know, I need to get me a drink. I'm trying not to say it, but Carl Weathers, <laughs> Carl Weathers, and Sylvester Stallone, and I'm pretty sure it's just one of those stories that they just stole from Tortoise and the Hare. I think they just said, let's take Tortoise and the Hare and. Uh, take it the boxing and Carl we and we'll have Carl Weathers uh, be like the greatest boxer of all time and Sylvester Stallone be this dope and and yeah. the whole time Apollo Creed's like oh I just want to fight somebody with a cool name and like well he's a southpaw and they're like ah who cares and then he's boxing the meat and they're like you got to check this guy out. And they're like, ah, oh, who cares? And they don't know that he just sexually 
assaulted Adrian, and Adrian don't care. She gets with them anyways. That was an uncomfortable scene, by the way. Am I the only one? No. That was like, Rocky <laughs> sexually assaulted Adrian. She finally gave in. Um, anyways. Whatever. Sexual assault was more common in the movies back then. Like, it was. She's like, she's like, I gotta go, seriously. She's, he's like, no, no, you're a guest in my house. Um... High Plains Drifter did that too. <laughs> Clint Eastwood sexually assaulted multiple women in that movie, but he was the good guy. But uh, we were very I, okay with that. I mean, we—I'm more than happy to go into westerns at some point because I've got a list. <laughs> but that—that that plays into what he was—they were doing with those movies at the time. But we can, yeah, we'll go back to Rocky. I—I'm I, with you, Rick. <clears throat> Rocky is one of the greatest of all time. If you have a movie that with the backstory of how Sylvester Stallone had to go about getting that made, he tried to sell it so many times and they were like, all right, yeah, we'll do it. And then they started looking at actors play Rocky and he was like, no, I'll I'll be Rocky. I'm going to be Rocky. They were like, no, not you. You can't fucking talk. And he was like, all right, I'll take my script somewhere else. And he kept going and he had to end up selling his dog and he had to do all this other stuff just to get the dang movie made. Like, yeah, it, it, it changed oh. Philadelphia forever. <laughs> like it, it's a great movie. I'm I'm with you. Well, it created it created yeah. the montage. What was Rocky's dog's name? Yeah. Uh, Atlas. Nope. Bear. Buckus. Oh, uh, that's right. <laughs> Dick Buckus. Yeah. I don't know. And <laughs> and so. Carl Weathers basically ignoring that Rocky's actually a real threat, even though his boys are like, dude, check this out. And Rocky's the whole time, the whole story is, I don't need to win. I just need to go to the distance. And he gets knocked down. And it wasn't that he went the distance. It's just that if he went another second, he would have won. And everybody knows he had a Apollo Creed. And in the second one, because at, at the end of the first one, Apollo's like, you're not getting a rematch. And in the second one, Apollo's like, oh, they think he had me. I yep. want another one. And, oh, my yep. God, that makes me want to watch the second one now. I'm This is my jerk off. I love Rocky. Uh, well, and, <laughs> well, and you keep going on, and uh, he eventually fights the Russian, of course, played by it. Dolph Lundgren, because – because we're going to keep bringing up Dolph Lundgren in movies tonight. Um, but it, did you ever watch the uh, the Cracked After Hours about uh, about Rocky? Probably. It's been a while. <laughs> That's a good one. They basically point out how racist the movie actually was. It's really, really funny stuff. Basically, Rocky takes credit for all the things that were big accomplishments <laughs> for like black boxers back in the 80s. So I don't know. It, it's funny. I'm going to. I'm going to probably watch that again because it was there. Something like that. Maybe it was in the 70s. Whatever the case was, they were just basically pointing out that every accomplishment that he makes in the movies was actually the accomplishment of a black boxer. Mm-hmm. So, but the, I, I like those. Italian. Yeah. I like those movies, though. They're, they're, they're good. They're entertaining. Um, some of it is fairly unforgettable or is fairly forgettable, but I mean, it brought so much to pop culture, which is why it's like such a 
good movie. Again, it brought the training montage to us. Um, mm-hmm. It was one of the first times that the main character had lost uh, a fight like that in the in the end, and it wasn't. It was kind of a happy ending, but it also wasn't because he Every- lost. It- Every like sports movie after Rocky was a copy of Rocky after the montage. Like it, everything it, was a copy of Rocky. Yeah. yeah. It made high school athlete athletes everywhere when they run upstairs do this. Yeah. Yep. It it was the Titanic before Titanic when everybody was hanging off the end of a boat saying, I'm the king of the world. That's exactly what those stairs were too. T Boeing before T Boeing. <clears throat> Exactly. Yeah, briefly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, it's also fantastic movies. Bring it back and uh, go Tebow and random places. uh, No, (laughs) you should bring back planking. Nah, bring back planking. Yeah, just like in the middle of a street somewhere, busy highway. Bring back bring back Faith Hilling. I'm gonna bring back teabagging on your face. Yes, South Park episode. They're trying to fail at the, the debate. Yeah. <laughs> Standing there holding their shirts out. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good episode. And then when they were and they were like, Oh wait, that's out of you know that nobody's doing that anymore. It's all about the Taylor Swifting now and they're dragging their ass on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The face hailing got me. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Rocky. Just, Rocky go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. I was just saying, like, because uh, I still going on the Rocky on that. Like, there's times I will pull up some of the training montages and some of the speeches like when I need to get motivation for mm-hmm. whether if I'm training for a fight or just getting a good lift or if I actually am going into a fight. Yeah. The one that I like the most, which is just funny because it was like the last one was the uh, speech before they go into the, uh, in Rocky Balboa when they, right before he starts training, just tell them, no, you're old as hell. So we can't, we're not going to beat this guy with speed. The best bet we got is you just to get jacked as possible and hit him as hard as you yeah. can. <laughs> which one was that? Which, was which that? is funny because that was Balboa. Which is funny because of that his was when speech. he was like 60 years old. It's funny because of his speech. Yeah. Hey, boy, how, how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep on going. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a few fights that I look like Rocky after a fight. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I do like the Creed series. Um what's his name? Jordan uh B what's his name? Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Um I'm like the girl who broke her retainer when he took off a shirt on Black Panther. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm straight as an arrow, but no, I'm just <laughs> but, callbacks. No, I, do, I do like Creed. Uh, I do like really like the Creed movies. They brought Dolph Lundgren back for that, and uh, brought the La Russians kid back. I don't know when the next one's coming out, but I damn sure I'm gonna watch it. And speaking, of, is also speak- speaking of uh, something I wanted to mention real quick, I wish they did make an MMA movie about female fighters because f- 
female female you uh, MMA fighters, that's the one women's sport that I actually get excited about watching and it has nothing to do with anything sexual. Like female fighters are actually really exciting. <laughs> I don't know what it is. What if it's just the like female mentality? But you are I don't think I've ever been disappointed watching a female yeah. fight. Female fighting is freaking good. I I don't know if they just have a killer mentality or just they waited so much longer to make it to the big stage, but they never disappoint. Female pro wrestling. It's not like next on ESPN, women's click. (laughs) I'm I'm laughing because how much you had to specify. It's not sexual. (laughs) Which only leads me to believe that it is a little sexual. No, it's not. <laughs> What's her name? But, she shaved her head so people wouldn't look at her sexual. Because she's okay, like a I feel like you're still watching it with a pillow on your lap. No. <laughs> I just he, he likes are, he likes it when a girl was willing to choke him. Just there say are that. Girls, but like you actually like don't really care about that when you're watching this. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was funny how you had to be specific about know. that. Oh yeah, that's my favorite part is Rick's specificity. Uh, well, no, it's it's just the uh, fact that they don't have like they don't have to sell sex. Like they have the lingerie football league, which is kind of stupid. Like they have a professional football league where the women are actually playing in lingerie. It's not that stupid. It's not that stupid, but it's kind of stupid. <laughs> Everything's beach volleyball. Nobody's watching it, and the only reason anybody's watching it is because they're perverts. If you get turned on by girls yeah. beating the shit out of each other, I get it. It's okay. I mean, everyone has their kink. That's right. We're not kink shaming here. We will not yuck your yum. I'm not saying I do or I don't. I'm just saying that's not why. Adam, what's your move? <laughs> <laughs> FYI, I love women's beach volleyball. Um, <laughs> Who doesn't? But my, yeah. So I'm going to talk about my third pick actually because that kind of ties in with Rocky because it's the same creators which is the Karate Kid um, the Karate Kid was iconic for me I've seen that way more than I've seen Rocky um, and I there's just everything about that movie is just so perfect um, and it's just about some kid who moves from New Jersey to California doesn't have any friends you know gets into a beef with the school bully who's you know uh, another karate kid will say uh, meets the uh, meets the janitor who knows karate and teaches him how to fight. And he gets into a tournament and ends up winning and basically winning the respect of his bully. Uh, and as we know, down the line, and we didn't know this back watching it over and over in the nineties, uh, you know, Cobra Kai has come out since then, obviously. And I love that show. And it gives kind of a different point of view. It changes a little bit about how you watch the movie. Um, but I always like that one. And, you know, it's the underdog story I like. Um, you know, I'm completely aware that uh, that Ralph Macchio ends up winning a tournament after training for about two months in, <laughs> in karate against people who have been training like most of their lives. He's a prodigy. He is, apparently. Or Mr. Miyagi's just that great of a teacher. With an illegal um, kick to the head. With an illegal kick to the head. You know what? But you know what? That's also justified because, you know, Miyagi even says going in there, he's like, I don't know the rules. He was just teaching him how to fight. Um, yeah, but the referee knows the rules. 
The referee knows the rules. The referee is the one who fucked them. Not Daniel. Daniel did what was he was Mills trained Lang. to do. So. It was Mills Lang from uh, Celebrity Deathmatch. Yeah. Like, I'll allow it. Yeah. <laughs> Jaden Smith was my favorite actor. Uh, oh, wait, shut up. <laughs> that was but, kung fu not karate yeah well so and that's it so karate kid spawned uh <clears throat> three sequels uh and technically a fourth i guess um as well as an entire tv show that's going into its sixth season uh sixth and final season and more spinoff movies from that um so that's just like how iconic this movie really was uh and if you were watching that movie when you were a kid like you wanted to go do karate that was it was it um you know when i love the way they did everything um there's so many quotable lines in that movie like so i quote that movie to my wife all the time and she's like what's that from it's like i'll say things to her i'll be like sweep the leg johnny and she'll be like what is that i'm like it's the karate kid i'm like come on like but i say so many different things she's like oh like i know the wax on wax off one i was like everybody knows that one everybody knows sweep the mm-hmm. leg johnny but that's like one of my favorite things to say, and that's probably something that comes out at least once Fear a month. Does not exist in this dojo. <laughs> strike first, strike hard, no mercy. Yeah, I think Dude, um, like, John Kreese is one of the greatest villains of all time, and he's still one of the greatest villains of all time. No, actually, now uh, what's his name? John Silver now has proven yeah. to be a freaking crazy bad guy. But John Kreese, dude, long-running yes. bad guy, crazy. Like, yes, fully agree. It is so weird to see him interact with people on Twitter because he's such a nice guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and From what I hear, he's like the nicest person. Yeah. <laughs> was it a... Yeah, and... Was it, didn't they do the parody commercial where he opens up it after, like... He like calms down. He opens up his new gym, the Koala Kai. He's <laughs> <laughs> supposed to be super nice. <laughs> well, and he was such a great character. And Cobra Kai made him even more of like made him more of a tragic character. Uh-huh. Um, when they did that episode about him like being trapped in Vietnam, or I think it was over the season, but being trapped in the prison and everything, and having to fight to the death and throwing someone in the snake pit, and it's just when you hear his tragic story and you're like, that's why he's such a hard ass and such a, you know, like emotionless bastard. But they made, they humanized him a lot with that. He wasn't just some guy who was an asshole. He was some guy who went through some shit. Like he's obviously a veteran with some PTSD. Um, Like he probably should not have a karate dojo, Uh, but at the same time, probably shouldn't be teaching kids. No, no, No. but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's he was such a good villain, and he was definitely not as extreme as he is in Cobra Kai and the original Karate Kid. Um, and I really, you know, I enjoyed the sequels. Karate Kid Two was good. Karate Kid Three was good. The next Karate Kid was okay, I guess. And then the Karate Kid with uh, Jaden Smith was by name only. Um, Still gotta rewatch that. I know we talked about that. Um, yeah. I don't remember hating it. I remember being upset it wasn't karate, but I don't remember yeah. hating it. I just remember it just being a copy of Karate Kid. I remember yeah. doing and I the mean, jacket yeah. on, jacket off, jacket on. Jacket. 
Yeah. Ja- not jacking. And Jackie off, Chan. Off, but- <laughs> yeah, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. I know what you meant. Not what I'm doing. I, yeah. I think, Jackie Chan was good in that. I think my favorite of the Karate Kid movies is the one where he goes to Japan. That's yeah, the second one? one. Yeah. Okinawa. That, yeah, that's my favorite one. I, that's a great one. The yeah. Asian girl. Who's way yeah, prettier than the girl from the first one? Elizabeth Shue? Mm-hmm. Yes. The second one I had a crush on. Yeah, <laughs> I did too growing up. I liked Elizabeth Shue. And it was really cool. Um Ralph Macchio going or in the in the TV show going and meeting her again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. That was great. That's and then Chosen was there. That's mm-hmm. why I look at that's what's awesome about Cobra Kai is you don't ever get to see what happened to everybody. Yeah. No. It's pretty cool how they did all this. Because yeah. Karate Kid is definitely a saga we cared about. And we yeah. didn't know we needed this. No. Oh, and yeah. And when I first heard they were doing it, I was like, this is going to be stupid. And it's my probably like the best show I've seen in probably 10 years. Um, it's but like you do, probably you get the stories of what happened since Supernatural has been off the air. It's probably the best show on the air. Right. Has Barney and, Stinson showed up yet? No, not yet. Oh, he should man. do a cameo. <laughs> Absolutely should. But they, but they have um, – but yeah, no, it's – the Cobra Kai has been really good, and I was glad that we got to see how some of those characters live shaped out. Like when we saw Michael Barnes as the furniture salesman and everything, that was great. Chosen Chosen became my favorite character when he came on the oh, show yeah, regularly. He was great. Yeah. He was, good. he was the best. When he was doing the thing where they had to protect their eggs or whatever – gave all the kids eggs and he's like yeah he's like take these he's like protect them from me and he's going around just basically assassinating the kids eggs <laughs> that was like that was like one of the best episodes ever <laughs> like he's just going full ninja on them and all the kids oh my god are great actors i like uh they are i really like hawk hawk right but he like went off the yeah. deep end and he's like you're being a douchebag and i want to like you because you like we're a nerd, then he got cool. Now you're being an asshole, but like he's doing it so now well. Now he's good. <clears throat> now he's good now guy he's again. Good again. Because uh, he the, oh the Christmas fight that was the best fight yeah, in that show. It was in the house. Ross. Yeah, in the house. Yeah, they have the that was fight really good. In the, uh, house. They have the fight in the school. Yeah. Well, so the best part about that show was I was sitting there watching it one day and, you know, my wife's walking around and she's like, and like in the show, they're talking about uh, karate gangs. They're like, so we, you know, now we've got all these karate gangs running around. My wife stopped and she looked, she was like, did they just say karate gangs? And I was like, yeah, (laughs) duh. And she's just like, you're a fucking nerd. You know, so who I think is probably the best character and the best actor on the show is the bad girl. Peyton. Yes. Yeah. She's good. Yeah. Because I, every single episode I'm back and forth on whether I like her or I fucking hate her. Yeah. She, she's so good. And that character is so good because I can go like two or three episodes and I'm like, yeah, no, she's awesome. She's, she's my favorite character. And then I'm like, she's such a piece of shit. I hate her. (laughs) Get rid of her. And that's the sign of a good actor. Yeah. They Fantastic. can make you love them or hate them yeah. with one line. Yep. <laughs> she was on some kids camp show before this that my daughter watched and I had to watch it over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It was annoying. All right. But I liked watching can we, 
Can we go on to the next yeah. one? Yeah, we can. Zach. Back to Zach. What's your next one? Uh, well, I guess we're going on with the Rocky franchise, but Rocky Four. For some reason, I have the I have more of a connection with that movie, probably because I watched it so many times growing up compared to the other two. No, but yeah, it just turning turning the ridiculous up to eleven with the Rocky movies. Mm-hmm. Like we're already past like its groundedness. Now we're Rocky's fighting for America yeah. on this, yeah. and the fact also the story story going behind it that like Dolph Lundgren actually put Sylvester Stallone in the hospital filming like some of the scenes mm-hmm. just awesome mm-hmm. yeah that is a good one and it was definitely during the uh <clears throat> definitely a movie made about the cold war uh, yes. oh 100% <laughs> that's why it's so great cuz america wins in the end because that's when the russians became the bad guys was the 80s but and the most ridiculous thing is that Dolph Lundgren, you know, he's Drago is training in state of the art facility while Rocky's just like in a barn when he's <laughs> yeah, it's freaking he's Russia. chasing a chicken around. <laughs> well, I was thinking though, yeah. I remember watching that. I haven't watched that for a while, but I remember watching Drago with all those machines thinking like how like accurate could those machines have really been what was that in 1990 or something like that like yeah. compared to now like how co- good were those machines did those machines really do anything they were probably they as good as have been great yeah they were probably as good as any machine they had on infomercials back in the 90s yeah. no they're they're <laughs> just as good as the machines in the bars yeah, that's true. That's prob- <laughs> Measures it. Yeah. Now the machine and the bars are a step up from that. <laughs> Give us, we got a, like tw- another twenty, thirty years of development for those. Yeah, yeah. but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but no, Rocky Four. So I mean, if it, if you're picking the best Rocky movies, it's Rocky One then Rocky Four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is I it agree. just the one where uh, what's the son name? son's name he ages like four years from three to four i think too uh there's like big gap uh yeah because it's like it starts right after three i believe uh two so there's kind of some uh holes in this too i've watched rocky enough my tongue's blue sorry i watch rocky enough (laughs) to where i notice these things And I'm pretty Rick sure the Gila monster. Rick's no longer a sea otter. He's a Gila monster. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I, uh, I'm pretty sure I, last time I watched the whole series, I was like, that kid grew like six inches. Yeah. Which one is, is for the one with the robot? The robot. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. Yep. Oh my God. <laughs> that was what happened? Yeah, that's another thing. Like, how good was technology in the nineties? Really? Come on. <laughs> yeah, not great. Like, rich people. Yeah. Didn't have in the nineties, rolling around like that, did they? Like, we they, had, they did sell little, like a little robot in the nineties, didn't they? They did. Yeah, that, they, they sold that like robot. Teddy Rubskin, where you put a cassette tape in it or something. I forget yeah. what the name of it was, but they sold that robot. That's why it was in the movie. Yeah. Oh, but that yeah. robot—that's why, that's why Rocky. 
That's kind of <laughs> that's why Rocky was dirt poor in the next movie after he couldn't fight anymore because he spent all his money yeah, on that robot. Yeah, away. Yeah, to uh, um, Marvel no, Wars. No, uh, the um, Adrian's brother spent it all. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. lost the on this. I watch too much yeah. Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he ends up poor. Yeah, and that was sad too. I felt that. Because he was poor for the rest of his life, and then he owned the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, we talked about Rocky a lot. Anything else to say about that one? No, that's a great one. That is a great no, one. No, that's yeah. uh, for me. It's Rocky Four, then Rocky One. Fair enough. How <clears throat> yeah. scary that man was, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. He, Good old Dolph if Lundgren. He dies. He dies. That's a good line. A great line. That is the best We're, line. That's yeah. probably my favorite line in the whole series. Yeah. yeah. It's good. It's so simple, but it gets the point across of who he is as a person. Yep. But i that's probably my most used He's... line. Uh, pretty much to say you don't give a shit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, Sam. Sure. Well, there's oh, a great. Ahead, Zach, sorry. Yes, Sam. Go ahead. I was just saying, there's a great like ESPN, like a fake ESPN, like document sports documentary on. I forgot who made it, but like it's covering Rocky Four. It's like the dude like tired himself, did a dance number for 20 minutes before he goes and fights this guy. (laughs) He does. That's what that's what you do when you fight, isn't it? Like you have to do a dance number first. That's Apollo Creed. Maybe I'm fighting wrong. Because Apollo Creed. Did that in the first Rocky. He does that in the fourth Rocky. He likes showboats mm-hmm. and he doesn't take his opponent seriously. And that's his weakness. Yep. That's what feels fair enough. Fair enough, but that was supposed to be an exhibition fight and Drago didn't take it as an exhibition. No, he does not. The Russians don't play. <laughs> but thank God. Dennis Rodman style. Yeah. He brought us all together. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Sam, what you got? I I was going to say, I guess it's my turn now. Um, So I'm going (sighs) to, these are supposed to be martial arts slash fighting movies. Um, I'm sorry. I'm going to talk about my favorite movie of all time. Um, It's The Quiet Man which I'm sure none of y'all have ever seen. It's John Wayne and and Maureen O'Hara. John Wayne plays a uh, bare-knuckle boxer who accidentally killed his opponent in the ring. So he flees America to Ireland and is just trying to live a normal, quiet life and knows his capabilities, knows he can kill somebody with his bare hands and doesn't want to have anything to do with it. Um, ends up meeting Maureen O'Hara, who is a smoke show, bombshell, beautiful woman. Um, and she's a firecracker in the movie. She doesn't let him get away with anything. Um, and her older brother is like, I'm going to beat uh, beat his ass. This entire movie, her older brother's like, no, you can't have anything to do with her. Nothing. And at the end of the movie is one of the best one-on-one fights in any John Wayne movie. 
ever. They go through the entire town fighting just back and forth, just slugging it out. They end up at a bar in the movie and they take a break to both have a pint. And it's it's one of the best movies of all time, in my opinion. I don't think John Wayne ever felt like it was one of his better ones. But in for me, it's my favorite movie I've ever seen. Yeah, I've never seen that one. The check it oh, out. It's great. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I'm just going to have to add that to the watch list. Right, so I don't think I've really ever heard it. And that's like heard of pretty much all of John Wayne's work in my household. Yeah. It's one that I bring up to people that are like, oh, yeah, I love John Wayne. And then almost nobody's ever heard of it. And if they have, they're, they were like, oh, I may have watched that as a kid. But yeah, it's, I, I love this movie. Hmm. I mean, I'm not going to pretend I sit here and watch John Wayne movies. I, watched mm-hmm. movies with my grandpa but I don't like go out of my way watching John Wayne movies. I thought about yeah. it and I probably will someday. Okay. Um, yeah. Anybody else? I, I, we can't really count much on it. None yeah. of us have seen I it. Didn't, I didn't really <laughs> figure but if I ever get an opportunity to talk about The Quiet Man, I'm going to take that opportunity yeah. and it was a fighting movie. John Wayne's a boxer. Hey, I'm going to bring it in. No, I'll watch I'm gonna it, add it. So I'll have something to say about it next time. All right. Yeah. I'm, Anybody else I'm going to add it to. Uh, it? I think you can watch no. it on Amazon. Nice. I'm going to have to add that to my IMDb list. All right. Um, well, I think I'm going to skip to um, one that Sam, I think, let me have. Um which was the original kung fu comedy, The Drunken Master. Um, Jackie Chan, pretty much a kid with some talent, but he's a screw-up, uh, tries to goof off in front of his friends, um, pretty much unknowingly sexually harasses his cousin, and then his aunt kicks his ass. <laughs> Just beats the living shit out of him. Um, kicks, uh, kicks the ass of some dude um, uh, that deserved his ass uh, his ass kicked. Um, his. All right, hold on, hold on, pause real quick. So, if you're listening right now, we're here for a Rickspation. This is a waterfall moment. Okay, so you got a waterfall until Rick's done. All right, continue. <laughs> I don't know how far I'm going to go into it. But, uh, you need to make a graphic know. for that. He the dude's ass who pretty much, uh, I think he doesn't pay. or he, Yeah, he doesn't pay for something. And then the dude's ass that he kicked tells his dad, and dad comes in. I'm done. not doing it anymore. <laughs> his dad, Sam tried to his dad comes in. Well, the aunt tells... Uh, Jackie Chan's dad that, hey, uh, your son sexually harassed my daughter. Uh, The dad's pretty much going to kill him right there. And the aunt's like, don't do that. So she saves his life. Then Jackie Chan beats the shit out of the uh, dude's uh, friend who he kicked the ass before. I know this doesn't make sense. Um, <laughs> I can't keep the, the line straight. The dad says, I'm going to bring in your great uncle to teach you. And Jackie Chan says, fuck no, I'm running away. And Jackie Chan runs away and uh, is hungry. 
And so he sits at this restaurant and tricks this dude into ordering him food. And he's like, all right, I'm going to leave. And then the uh, guy's like, no, you got to pay. He goes, oh, that guy's got it for me. He's my dad. He goes, oh, that's funny. He's my dad. And uh, he owns the restaurant. So they all try to fight him. Jackie Chan's fighting him, kind of kicking their ass, but then starts getting his ass kicked. An old man from the restaurant helps him get out of there. Just so happens that old man is the great uncle that is supposed to train Jackie Chan. Plot twist. (laughs) (laughs) And so pretty much kidnaps Jackie Chan, makes him uh, do this harsh training, but it's not the real training. Um, Jackie Chan finally escapes by putting him in this pot full of water. But when he runs away, he gets his ass kicked by this total badass. Um, and this dude throws him in fire and stuff like that. Jackie Chan comes back because he almost drowned his master, his great uncle. His great uncle's like, I ain't talking to you. And, um, but Jackie Chan falls in his good graces and talks his great uncle into training him again. But his great uncle says, I'm not really training you yet. I'm actually going to train you in a special martial art. And it's, uh, taught or it's by these five sages, I believe the drunken sages. So he's got to learn about the five drunken sages. And he's like, it works a little better if you're drinking a little bit of alcohol. So basically you gotta look like you're losing to win. So Jackie Chan trains in this goofy freaking martial art, which I think that's why I like this movie so much. Because he looks freaking goofy and he looks freaking drunk, but he's such a great actor. He's such a great action actor in this. He's such a great martial artist who is is so good at using his body mechanics and the things around him that he can make himself look drunk and do some amazingly incredible things. Exactly. Like, I don't think Jackie Chan gets enough credit in terms of how skilled he is as a stunt performer, martial artist. Because the dude's been he's he was extras in like old Bruce Lee movies no. back in the day. Like you're talking about like 20, 30 years before he made it big himself. Mm-hmm. He's been doing this. Yep. And I mean, yeah, you, you look at talent. any of his any of the last 30 movies he's been in. And he's got his own stunt team. He's got his own stunt team there. They're all phenomenal martial artists. They're all phenomenal at stunts and everything else. But what really sticks out to me and makes me laugh every time I watch this movie, because that's probably number one for me with martial arts movies, is (laughs) we all grew up in the 90s. We all remember after school specials. And this is the opposite of an after-school special. It's, hey, you're getting into trouble. You're getting into fights. Try some alcohol. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) It helps them get his shit together. Yeah, it's it's the best. It's my favorite representation of alcohol in movies (laughs) ever. Because it's, it's the reverse of dare. Yes, it is. And he takes a shot, and he's immediately drunk. 
but my thing, we all wish it worked that way. But my thing, I realize when watching these um, dubbed Japanese movies, is I always feel like Japanese people when they're dubbed like that have ADD. Like they're like, <laughs> like the way they talk. Like, like I'm like, dude, you're too much. <laughs> oh man cool well i'm gonna so i'm gonna tie in uh, a little bit to jackie chan here because as you mentioned he was a stunt uh stunt double for bruce lee movies uh my next pick was actually enter the dragon a movie that i have watched over and over and over again will never get tired of because it was basically it was a, a james bond movie that was actually a martial arts movie. Um, I don't know. I'm sure you guys have probably seen it at some point, but I absolutely, I went through a huge phase where I watched all the Bruce Lee movies all the time. That was all I was watching. And Enter the Dragon was just so amazing. Um, and it was his first American movie that he did. Um, and he rips out Chuck it was Chester. No, that's that not was, this that's one. That's not that one? That was no, uh, Enter that's the Dragon. The last Enter the Dragon. No. Ah. Enter the Dragon was No, Enter the Dragon, the dragon is the Bruce dragon. Lee. The Way of the Dragon, that's right. Wow. No, Enter the Dragon's the one up. where Bruce Lee he fights a dude with yeah, the Bruce, claw. Yeah. So Bruce Lee is basically a uh he's like a monk basically and they're like, "Hey, you know, we're going to send you to this tournament on this island, this uh, martial arts tournament, uh but we know that they're moving guns and stuff, so we want you to go there." Uh, and like figure out what's going on and uh, you know, we'll come in and sweep out the bad guys. So basically turning him into a spy, but he goes and like, it's, it's like, it's crazy. Cause it's got so many different things in it that you can relate to him going to fight on this Island, basically like mortal Kombat, um in this tournament. And he just kicks the shit out of everyone he meets. Um, Boards don't but it's that. such, yeah. Best line of the movie. Mm-hmm. Best line of the movie. Um, so many good parts in that, though. And he's trying to avenge his sister because, like, the one guy killed her. Or, uh, she killed herself because he trapped her in a corner. And basically, death was better than whatever was going to happen to her. Um, but Bruce Lee, obviously, getting to watch some of his fight scenes is so amazing. Um, and they had to, like, slow things down just because of his. Uh... So basically, they had to use trick photography so that they could keep up with what he was doing. Yeah, they had to record at a higher frame rate and then play it back at a lower frame rate. Yeah, it was. uh, But it's always like it's just an incredible story, an incredible movie. Again, it's James Bond meets martial arts. And the fight at the end with Han, um, when I talk about the fight being a good story and and this is the movie where, uh, what's his name, Uh, in um, Mortal Kombat. Uh, Johnny Cage. No, the Bruce. Who Bruce Lee was? He. Where they based the character off Bruce Lee? Oh, uh, Liu Kang. He sounded just like him. Hmm. When yeah. I play Liu Kang, I think of this movie. Um, but this, the way the, it was choreographed, choreographed, choreographed yeah. uh, with Han, where he like kicks the mirrors and stuff like that because mm-hmm. he's using the mirrors against them and all that stuff. And yeah, it was just his facial expressions throughout this movie. Just like he's trying to walk away from O'Hara 
And O'Hara's like breaks the bottles and coming after him. And then he's just mm-hmm. like, and then he uh, <laughs> jumps up in the air and stomps on the ground, but he's got this intense, constipated look on his face. But yeah. it, like also it's acting, but he's putting so much emotion into that move. Like it's so crazy how much energy he had to put into his face, grinding his jaw, turning his face bright red like that. And John Saxon, he was great in that movie too. Um, he was Roper, um, the other guy. So he was he was awesome, just kind of being a ladies' man. Like it's I'm trying to think about like the best way to like really talk about how great this movie was. It was iconic. It made Bruce Lee a star. Like he was doing uh, movies in China and everything and doing pretty well. And this was the movie that like really brought him to the forefront. Um, like this is the movie that he will probably be most remembered for, even though all of his movies are fantastic. And any Quentin Tarantino movie you watch, there's at least some kind of tribute to Bruce Lee in it in some way, shape or form. Um and I'm trying to think about the part. Of, I'm trying, what was the, Oh, the other best part of that movie is when they're on the boat heading to the Island and the one dude, the one Australian dude comes up to him and starts talking shit. And he's like, he's like, Oh, he's like, well, what style do you do? He's like, I do the art of fighting without fighting. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, yeah, we don't want to fight on this boat. He's like, come on, let's, let's get in this. Uh, let's get in here and we'll go to the Island and we'll fight. And the guy gets in and he just like, lets the boat go and ties it to the back. Uh, Cause the guy was just such an asshole. I just love so many good parts of that movie. Yeah, I'd say that's probably one of his best movies with a lot of good scenes. Minus uh, Game of Death, where he fights Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's a good one. Uh, But yeah, Bruce Lee's got so much good movies. It's hard to just leave him off this list in general. It was hard for me because I don't... I have four movies and I don't have them on my list, which is like... I yeah. don't know how I can leave them off my list. It's hard. It was hard. Well, even the Chinese three. That's why I have four. That's how right. the well, genre is. The uh, Chinese connection where he fights all those dudes with a pair of nunchucks in the dojo. Yes, that's in uh that's the way of the dragon, ain't it? That's no, that's uh that's that's Fist of Fury. You're right, that is Fist of Fury. I'm sorry, that was Fist of Fury. He fights the, yeah, he fights has, the fat um yeah dude at the end yeah but like he's in that dojo and all those guys are surrounding him he's just got the nunchucks and he's like swinging at their feet and stuff like and then they try to go (laughs) like what's going on yeah yeah that yes oh my god i forgot about that 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 was was fist of fury a good scene too it was and that one was again the quentin tarantino thing that was taken directly into uh uh kill bill Cause she's doing that on the ground when she's fighting the crazy 88 swinging the swords around. Um, and even her look was the same. She was wearing basically the same outfit he was yes. wearing in that. So yes, she did. Um, yeah. So yeah. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, enter the dragon. Awesome movie. Awesome movie. All right. I like that. We go with old movies, classics. Yeah. But like Bruce Lee, I can watch Bruce Lee. Any that's just like Rocky dude. I can watch Bruce Lee anytime. He's a legend. Yes. All right, Zach. Cool. Got, All right. You got a third one? Uh, kind of hard, but I'd feel wrong if we're going to sit here and talk and we're not going to talk about them, but I'm probably going to go with Kickboxer. 
With John Claude oh, Van Damme. And I don't have to have a fourth because that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can both just talk yeah. about it. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, this is my favorite. Like my favorite moment. It's not even a fighting moment when he's watching the one guy like just kicking the pillar, concrete pillar, and just watching it. You, you know, it starts where he's like he see when he sees like the ceiling shake and he sees what's going on. The guy's just kicking this concrete pillar over and over again as it's cracking and breaking, and that's the dude that his brother's supposed to fight. That dude. <laughs> um. I was looking, I was doing some research. That's where I sent Adam that video. I forget what that movie was called. I was like, we got to watch this movie and uh, do a review of it. I sent it to Adam and Sam. I didn't hear from Sam. I was like, it's got to be good. There's like five or six explosions in the trailer. (laughs) That stupid fucking (laughs) movie. And Kickboxer was in it. Because I was looking up. I was like, what else has motherfucker been in? He's been in like five movies. And they're all like movies like that, where it's like every other scene is like uh, somebody the- shooting a gun, like women in bikinis shooting a gun. Well, and shit. <laughs> well that's the deal. Like he's so intimidating. Like and he plays a villain, like in pretty much every movie. But they go to say that he is the nicest person like you will ever meet. So I was looking up reviews, old reviews of Kickboxer. And there were bad reviews because they're like, it's a copy of Karate Kid and Rocky. And I'm like, number one, everything is. Every fighting movie is now. Number two. Yeah, essentially. uh, Number two, no way. Because there is no movie with a montage or fight scene like Kickboxer. The montage, the training in Kickboxer is the most painful training. Um, the most torturous train, the way they split his legs, um, the way he has to mm-hmm. kick those palm trees and shit, which they actually do in Thailand. Um, oh, the yeah. way that he has to get underwater and hold his breath. Um, I felt pain- like that was like my first, well, no, I watched Karate Kid. I watched Rocky, but like, I watched that as a little kid, grow uh, gratuitous nudity and all I was watching kickboxer but the fight at the end where they're dipping the fists in glass like what Rocky wasn't dipping his freaking fist in glass um Ralph Macchio mm-hmm. wasn't dipping his fist in glass no Rob or Jean-Claude Van Damme I almost said Rob motherfucking Van Damme, the whole effing show, but no, Jean-Claude Van Damme was He's <laughs> Rob Lowe Van Damme. Uh, well, and that right. and that scene of him dipping his hands in glass, you know what it reminds me of? Hot Shots Part 2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's dipping his hands in the, like the M&M's and the different candies. Yeah. <laughs> and people are sitting there cheering for what he should be putting his hands in because the other guy's got like the glass and the nails on his hands and he's just like he's trying to decide like he's at an ice cream bar <laughs> and I've never been able to watch that scene the same way since. <laughs> but I'll tell you what the dumbest and best movie at the same time is where Jean-Claude gets drunk and kicks everybody's ass because he's wearing those tight ass pants <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just it's like dude 
man. I, yeah, that, that is such a good movie. And it's funny because like it was this movie about this like really badass like blood sport, basically. And, you know, people are fighting and beating the shit out of each other. And like you look at what kickboxing is now, it's exercise for board housewives like every kickboxing class that you go to is just like okay like kick it out what's what's the guy's name who was very popular for doing that tie something i can't remember what his name was Tybo. yeah bill bill something yeah so yeah but like kickboxing has become just this like thing that's just to do exercise like most a lot of martial arts type stuff like that have been um but uh, but the movie itself is like just so violent and it's so great. Um, Jean-Claude Van Damme, obviously this was a movie that he is one of the movies he's best known for. Um, and I've always time cop. I've always been, you know what? Universal soldier. That's probably the one that yeah. I like the most that he's done. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, he was so good in this movie and it brought him like really to a popularity level like he hadn't been before. Yeah. But too bad he ditched it though. And then Cody from step by step took over and, um, I mean, really? Why don't I remember this? Yeah. He was in like the next three and he's coming huh. back for the next one too. Huh? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, he's, he's a legit martial artist. Didn't wasn't, didn't he get in a lot of trouble recently? Uh, I know in the nineties, he got in trouble for domestic violence. Yeah. There was something, he had some kind of, he had something happen to him. He definitely got arrested. Yeah. Oh. Sam, were you going to say something? Um, no, my, I mean, I, I was trying to remember which was my favorite movie of his. Um, uh, Universal Soldier, pretty darn good. I mean, of course, he's in The Expendables. Um uh, but oh, I'm trying to remember exactly who it was. I want to say wrong. Street Fighter. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, fucking damn it. <laughs> Not a good movie, but a fun every bit. The only be, the ultimate it's American. It's so bad it's good. The American soldier. <laughs> it was guile. Yeah. <laughs> I will say the only redeeming part of that whole movie was obviously Raul Julia um, as M. Bison. Yeah. He, he was perfect. He had he had so much fun making that movie oh, too. Man. He did it for his he did it for his grandkids because he yeah. was he was already fighting yeah. cancer at this time, um, and he well, they begged him he to was, do it. He was like a long-standing, like romantic, like serious actor. Yeah. And yeah, like the whole reason why he did it wasn't for the paycheck. Was just so like he can make a movie that his kids could like watch and be like kind of happy to watch him in. Yeah. Well. Yeah, and I mean he was Gomez Adams, the best Gomez Adams we've ever had. Um, Easily. He is just such a good actor, Um, but his best line in. Street Fighter um, was just when Chun Li is trying to tell him about the time like they came into his village and you know murdered his her family and everything, and then he turns to her and says, "says for you that was the worst day of your entire life. For me, 
it was a Tuesday. That's like good. Good. That's such a cold blooded line, oh, and he delivers God. it so perfectly. Yes. And it's the only reason to ever watch that movie is to just see him deliver that line. Just chewing the scenery. He was oh my so God. Oh, oh my gosh overly terrible movie but again his performance alone like if they you just super cut his parts alone yeah. into a movie by itself a little five minute ten minute movie like it's a movie worth watching oh man yeah 100 percent. cool uh sam i think you're up right all right um uh, all right we'll go with uh old boy have any of y'all seen Old Boy? I remember. I, have I don't not. remember anything about it, but I've seen mm. it. Uh, I'm sure pretty much all of you have seen the hammer scene, the hammer fight scene, where he's just taking a hammer to uh, to guys. Basically, he gets out of it's it's about a guy that gets out of jail, um, and then has five days to find the guy that put him in the jail, and it's goes up against like the the chinese mafia and it, it's just a fantastic martial arts movie it, it is the reason why um the daredevil hallway scene is pure garbage to me that everybody points out as one of the best one take scenes ever I'm and it's just it right utter utter and absolute garbage because the hallway scene from old boy is the best hallway scene one take you will ever see especially for a fight scene yeah the 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 hammer fight scene the like there there's two points i think in the movie where they are torturing or he's torturing somebody and pulling their teeth out and it's pretty graphic um it was released in 2003 so it's not particularly old but it's not super new at this point it's it's kind of in that weird in between but it is just a fantastic kind of gory kind of great like martial hmm. arts movie yeah i've never seen this one i'll have to add that one to my list too yeah how, how long ago did that come out 2003 i feel like it was sooner i can't mm. believe it's been that long I know yeah. I've seen it. Maybe it's been, that's why I don't remember. It's been so long. Yeah. So I know I've seen it, but I don't remember the scene. But I remember hmm. what you're talking about pulling teeth, though. I yeah. remember his face and everything. Hmm. Yep. Okay. Added to the list. All right. Um, and, then, and then I'm I'm gonna throw one real quick uh, honorable mention for myself. Um, here comes the boom. Uh, Kevin James is. I like that movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it's it's a really good one. It's probably his best movie. Yeah. Not to mention, he was a legit, like, actual, like, wrestler. Like, he's yeah. pretty successful high school wrestler. And he's, and it had, yeah, he's black belt jiu-jitsu, I think, too. Yeah. And he's, uh, and it had uh, Henry Winkler in it, yeah. which is always fun to see him. But that was actually that was actually a very enjoyable movie, and I was very surprised by it because I was like, "It's another Kevin James movie," yeah. but it's by far like, like for me James. one of his best. I love Kevin James. I I like Kevin James, but like I don't look at his movies as anything where I'm like, "This is going to be awesome." I'm like, "It's going to be a silly, ridiculous movie." Really? I'm, I'm a, I have to go watch a Kevin I James movie, guy. <laughs> we feel differently about that. Ball cop, I'm there. I, I saw Mo Cop. It was funny. I laughed. 
I thought like, it was like, good. If they said, "Hey, we're having uh, Mall Cop two. Did they already have a two? I don't know. Three. I think they had a two. Uh, I'd be like, I'm going to watch it. No, yeah. no. I so and I like Kevin James. And I think he's really funny, and uh, you know, I like King of Queens and all that. But as far as like his movies go, like nothing has ever really wowed me. Like here comes the boom. Queens, by the way. Jerry Stiller we'll in that. that show was phenomenal. I think Here he Comes was. the Boom is number one for me with Kevin James movies. And then I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Chuck number two. That's a funny one. I like that one. And you get to see there's a great scene with Jessica Biel. <laughs> one of my favorite things. Did you get you guys watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. Did you ever see the you ever see the bit where uh, Andy Samberg is up doing the uh, auctioneer thing and Adam Sandler's there trying to buy like um, trying to buy art and everything. And, uh, you know, he's, he's like, oh, yeah, he's like, it's Adam Sandler. He's like, yeah, he's like, oh, I'm so silly, but I'm actually doing a very serious movie about the Russian Revolution. <laughs> and Andy Samberg's like, oh, yeah, who does Kevin James play? And then he's like, ha, ha, ha. And then he's named somebody. <laughs> he's like, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that is Adam Sandler's a Hollywood gem. He takes care of his friends, and that's the way you should do it. He's uh, he's yeah. a star maker too. Yep. Oh yeah, like he's the one who made Brendan Fraser a star. He's the one who made uh, Brad Pitt a star. Yep. Uh, he's yeah. I mean, he legitimately is the guy who just like makes people big. Oh yeah. Yep. Adam Sandler's awesome. Yeah. He made Bob Barker cool. a star. He did. <laughs> yeah. He, before that, Bob Barker. Who had ever heard of Bob Barker before Happy Gilmore? Nobody. He got a TV show out of that. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He did a couple episodes of a, sure some game show. show. I don't know. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on the map. Yeah. Just just, just like um, uh, whoever Kelsey put this, like, Taylor Swift on the map. Like, she was unknown yeah. before she started dating him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Travis Nelson. All right, Rick, you're up. Okay. It took me a second to figure out what you were trying to say. <laughs> I'm trying to make it as vague as possible Kelsey to hopefully Taylor piss off as okay. to hopefully piss off as many people as possible. Go ahead, Rick. So uh I guess I'm gonna have to talk about my favorite movie of all time. Um this movie is definitely about fighting. Um so if we were talking about martial arts, I probably couldn't put this on the list. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. <laughs> I, anybody who knows me knows I love Scott Pilgrim. I got the whole set of books, uh, read it all, watch all the cartoons, play the video game. Uh, me and Adam used to stay up all night playing the video game. We um, did. I, I adore all the characters. I was just thinking about how, uh, what's his name? Who's the gay character? Um, well, uh, Colkin. Yeah, Colton. <laughs> Why am I drawing a, I'm drawing a blank hey, now. Cut this out so I sound smart. Kieran. Kieran Colkin. Kieran Colkin. Yeah, but his real name. Walt, Walt um, his real name that is his real name mm -hmm. his name name wallace i was thinking <laughs> about how wallace is like such a great character and how many levels as a character he is and how much like he shows such indifference for scott pilgrim but at the same time enables him and loves him 
And he's like, I realize he's like one of my favorite characters and he's very underappreciated um, as a great character. And um, the fights are good in the movie, but the movie's more of Scott Pilgrim's life is a video game. But Scott Pilgrim is this, like, slacker nerd that makes terrible choices and has terrible insight into himself. And it has so many great actors as Anna Kendrick and Aubrey Plaza and uh, Mike Sarah and Culkin and uh, Brandon Roth and Chris Evans and... Uh, what's her name? Uh, Elizabeth Winstead. Brie, Brie Larson. Okay, listen. I don't care what you say. Here we go. Brie Larson in this movie is my... I love her. I love Brie Larson in this movie. Whatever you say about her afterwards, that's you. In this movie, I love... I am in love with Brie Larson. Um, her... The way she sings that song... You can look up that version on YouTube, not the metric version. The metric version sucks. You got to look up the Brie Larson version. One of my favorite songs of all time. Uh, This movie, I was watching it again the other day because just like Rocky or Christmas Vacation, I can sit and watch anytime. It's like put a movie on repeat for the rest of your life that you're never going to get tired of. This is one of those movies. And I'm just sitting there watching it and just feeling good watching it and happy. Like, I feel good. Like, if I'm in a bad mood, I can turn on this movie and watch it. Um, The fight scenes are creative. The way he uh, gets out of the fights or tricks them into fighting. Uh, Brandon Roth just kicks his ass, and but he's vegan, and he has vegan powers, and if he has yeah. animal product, he gets arrested by the vegan police. It's so goofy. Um, I don't know. I like Chris Evans' character in there. I think is pretty funny. Like I think all the exes, exes are funny. Um, yeah. And then like how like Scott Pilgrim learns his lesson in the end, um, which is completely different from the book. But then like the new cartoon series takes a whole new direction, which I highly recommend watching on Netflix because Mm -hmm. like Scott Pilgrim never learns his lesson, which is even more awesome. But like (laughs) I've wanted these characters because these characters are all so awesome. Like that's what I like about this movie is I just love all the characters. And every time I see a character, I'm like, I'm so delighted that that character is there. Sorry. I could talk about it all day. I'll, let you guys talk because I could sit and talk about yeah. Scott Pilgrim all day. I love uh, Scott Pilgrim too. Um, I it, it is a great, it's a fantastic movie. It's very like artistic too in the way they do it, and they tie it into comic books, video games, a little bit of everything in there. Um, and Michael Sarah is like the lead actor in it. I can't, I don't, I don't think I really saw him in much before that as like a lead character. I, I'm sure he did some, but I never saw it. Um, but this was obviously fantastic movie and it's one that i too could also watch over and over again not get tired of and it's an edgar wright movie who's Mm -hmm. genius himself yeah yeah i mean 
Yeah, Chris Chris Evans is great in that, but he's even better when he's in this outfit. <laughs> um, that, that's my Chris Evans. I don't care what anybody else says. He's not Captain America. That's that's Chris Evans. If you can't, so obviously you're probably not watching this right now. But Sam was just holding up a picture on his phone of Chris Evans from Not Another Teen Movie, where he's covered in whipped cream and has a banana sticking out of his ass. <laughs> and someday when we talk about parody movies, I'm bringing that one up because it's probably it's definitely like top five for me. Hey, put yeah. a marker here. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, done. It's like a patient of mine. Okay. <laughs> In okay. Um, I mean, <laughs> all right. Who's who's next? Who do we got next? That's that's me. So I'm finishing it off here with uh, my number one pick, which is Kung Fu Hustle. Um, oh yes. Oh my God! This movie is by far my favorite martial arts movie I've ever seen. Um, it is equal parts. Uh, Jackie Chan, Looney Tunes, and Bruce Lee. It is such an amazing movie. And it was so goofy and off the wall. Uh, and like the whole premise is these two guys who are uh, want to be gangsters basically end up causing a, uh, a feud between a slum and this gang called the Axe Gang. Uh, and the slum has a bunch of martial arts masters in it big fights break out, all these things. It's just, and everything that happens is so comical. And when I say it's kind of like Looney Tunes, it's because some of the things that happen in there could only happen in a cartoon. Mm -hmm. Um, But the movie is funny. It's a foreign film. The movie is funny, but the fight scenes are absolutely amazing. It was uh, written and directed by Stephen Chow, um, who's done other movies like Shaolin Soccer. Um, and I mean, he's done a ton of movies, but this is like probably one of the few that really made it to the U.S. for a theatrical release. Uh, and I and my story about this movie is I saw this when I was in high school and I told all my friends like, yeah, let's go see this movie and everything. And um, so the girl I was kind of seeing at the time, she was like really the, the leader of our little, of our little group. And, you know, she was like, Oh yeah. She's like, let's go see it. Adam has good taste in movies. We went and saw it. Everybody else I was with fucking hated that movie. They were like, Adam is never allowed to choose a movie again, but I loved it. I walked out of that theater, like wanting to punch and kick things. Cause I just had such a great time watching this movie and I bought it on DVD and it was to me, it was like Scott, like Scott Pilgrim is to Rick. Um, it was a movie that I watched over and over for years, years, nonstop. I'm imagining. But I fucking love that movie. I'm imagining you like that, um, like the dude watching Gay the Musical, like during the movie, going, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah." yeah. <laughs> That was basically it. I'm I had a great him, time in that movie. I'm imagining him like the office parkour scene. Um, after he leaves the movie, he's just like trying to punch and kick shit, just like they were trying to do parkour. Both, both like, accurate oh. representations. They, yeah, no, they they hated that movie, um, but they weren't like into that stuff like I was. And it's high school, you know, so I was still kind of nerdy. Like I was part of this group because of the girl I was dating. Yeah. Uh, everybody else, you know, they were. It was it was a lot of girls, and they were just like, I don't get it. I don't get this movie. I'm like, 
it's fantastic. I was like, what else do you need to know? They're like they're fight. They're like, well, we didn't know it was a foreign film. I'm like, so fucking what you racist. <laughs> I don't know. I don't care if you get it or not. I like it. <laughs> I haven't you? talked to any of them in a long but time. You know what? Um, There's a reason we're not like friends with all our high school people. And we found each other, even though we're not even from anywhere near uh, where we no. lived, you know? But anyways, Kung Fu Hustle, awesome movie. Again, one of my favorites. I haven't watched it in a long time, so I'm due for another one and shortly. It's a great movie. If Yeah. I, I Again, it's just so off the wall. And Bill Murray uh, was saying that this is one of his uh, favorite movies, too, in, uh, in an interview not too long ago. Just said it was the peak of, like, uh, cinema, basically. Yeah. Well, he, he like, would know. Yeah. Well, because Bill Murray's the best. Yep. If Bill Murray says it's the pink of pink of cinema, cinema pink of cinema. <laughs> if Bill Murray, Bill Murray says that, then it must be so. That is a hundred percent accurate. Thanks again for listening to Spit Take Podcast. Once again, my name is Sam. Uh, make sure you check us out on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Rumble, and TikTok. Make sure to like and subscribe. Um, thank you to Rick, Adam, and Zach. And Rick, what do you always say? Come on, guys!